0: Good afternoon, hope you're having a wonderful day, and welcome back to the Gen Z Time Machine. Peter Whiting was the goalkeeper for New Zealand's football team in the late 50s and early 60s. As the interview was done during lockdown, I spoke to him by phone. I think. Hello, Peter, it's Charlie.
1: Uh, hi,
0: Charlie. Um, so, I'd like to start from the beginning. Uh, were you always a footballer, or were there other sports that interested you?
1: Uh, I played cricket and later softball, yep.
0: What made you not want to pursue those more long term?
1: Well, soccer was my main uh, love. Uh, the others were just kind of in the old days. You used to be out of a summer sport and a winter sport. Now the seasons are just so uh, different, you play soccer in the summer, winter, all through, so I guess you would go to one sport in that case, but in our day uh, you could get a summer and a winter sport.
0: Mm-hmm. And what made you want to become a goalkeeper?
1: Yeah, I think it was just a, a, a natural progression. Um, as kids, we always used to play a, a one with the ball, trying to kick the ball past the other in the goal and you take turns. And uh, someone saw me playing one day at this, and thought uh, so. Sort of put me in the school football team. Thought me I'd be good in goal. So that was how it started. Naturally talented. Well, I I think it helps. I had quite quick reactions.
0: Uh, I, I was probably taller than uh, most. Mm-hmm. And how did you end up playing for the New Zealand team?
1: Well, again, that was a natural progression. Um, I played for Miramar Rangers, and uh, in 1957, um, they asked me to play in the uh, first team. Uh, The goalkeeper we had hadn't had a good game in the Chatham Cup, and the next game uh, they asked me if I'd uh, fill in, so I did, and that was the start of it. And then it progressed the next year to the Wellington team, and then... Yeah, I think you got exposure and uh, it was a natural progression to get what, reserve for New Zealand in 1959, that was my first uh, effort, then 60 I was injured and 761 I was in the New Zealand team then when England did the tour. So that's uh, about where it all started.
0: Mm -hmm. When you were playing for Wellington, were you professional then? Were you paid?
1: No, 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 no. It was all amateur in those days in New Zealand. There was no professional side line there.
0: How did you juggle a job and training? Uh, I had a very understanding boss. I got time off to play, and um, I think because
1: if you have success, well, then um, I think <laughs> you get looked on perhaps a bit better at work. It was mm-hmm. a small company, but they uh, paid me even though I was away at times uh, with the football. I was always very keen on the game and uh, I think as as a young kid you probably thought well nothing mattered more than the football and if the job failed but it didn't matter I'd still be playing football but (laughs) um, I had supporting parents as well that helps.
0: Yeah. Uh, How often were you training?
1: Well (laughs) my normal week was uh, we would... uh, on a Monday night, just a few of us would go around and uh, kick a ball around, and uh, Tuesday was a training for the first team, Wednesday was training for the Wellington team, Thursday was training for our club team, Friday I played squash, Saturday we played uh, the match, and Sunday morning we would go back to training again, <laughs> so, and I enjoyed doing that, and that was life.
0: Uh-huh. Um, you mentioned that you trained for your club team and the Wellington team, were they in different leagues?
1: Oh no no so the Wellington team in those days there there was uh, like provincial games you would play Otago Wellington Canterbury Wellington uh, Auckland Wellington Waikato Wellington so you would um, that was the representative team as such the New Zealand team wasn't uh, playing that often but uh, so it was more the provincial side games we had the Gordon Cup with Christchurch and yeah that was uh, you know, Yeah, things like that So uh, you were in two teams in a sense That you were playing in the rep team Or training with the rep team And uh, playing with your own club as well
0: Mm -hmm. How old were you around this time?
1: Um, I was 17 when I entered the Miramar first team And 18 for the Wellington team
0: Mm -hmm. And did you see much success for the Wellington team? I assume you must have if you got up to the New Zealand team well,
1: with the Wellington team you got the exposure and then when New Zealand uh, had the odd get together with 1959, I think it was uh, Costa Rica were here. That was uh, which reserved uh, that time. In uh, 1961, it was Tom Finney's English team that took. We played at the Queen's birthday weekend and, and the following week in Auckland. That was Wellington and Auckland. Um, 1964, we did a world tour. Um, we went through Asia and through Europe and England, America, and back home. We had probably 14, or 15 games on that tour. That was uh, something. But
0: anyway, that that uh, it just progressed. Mm-hmm. Uh going back a little bit, you mentioned that you were injured in nineteen sixty I think you said was the game a lot rougher back then? Yes, I think um, you could challenge the
1: goalkeeper uh, he was uh, not as well protected as he is today. I mean <laughs> I think my first ever game for the Miramar first team um, I came off with uh, grass burns. And it wasn't through diving on the ground It was through being hit in the air And then flying away and skidding across the ground After you'd been hit And uh, hanging onto the ball that was the main thing But uh, yeah that was quite an experience
0: Gosh yeah So I assume That player was sent off for hitting you
1: (laughs) No no (laughs) What (laughs) Again you see the the, the Guy in question uh, He later became the coach of Wellington And I'm sure Um them that day, and uh, I didn't complain one bit when he kept hitting me and knocking me down. And I'm sure that had a standing on in my selection in later years.
0: Wow! So a, a lot more, a lot more physical than now.
1: Yes, I think so.
0: Yeah, do you still follow football?
1: Yes, not as uh, strongly as I used to. I I don't go into the games or anything much these days occasionally, but uh, Mm -hmm. I went to Miramar last year and watched them win the local championship, but um, I didn't go in this year. Uh, I'm just uh, getting a bit old now.
0: I know that nowadays a lot of people get fouls quite easily just for pretending to trip over or very little things. Do you have, do you have an opinion on that?
1: Yes, I don't like that at all. But I think the referees are are, are really uh, clamping down on that. In fact, the yellow cards are issued to the players going down more readily now than they before. I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Would you have been laughed off of the game if you did that?
1: It's mm-hmm. hard to say. I, I've never been a referee, and I wouldn't know. Uh, I just feel that it's uh, wrong when people get penalties against you for just uh, tripping over themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, What kind of equipment did you have?
1: Well, the (laughs) the equipment, when when I started, you look at it now and you look at it then, I mean, uh, the boots, for instance, I can think we had big boots, brown leather over (laughs) your ankle and... uh, and later, of course, Adidas came on the scene and, and made uh, much better boots, but um, nothing like the colourful boots that they've got today, I don't think. Mm-hmm. The, other, the other thing was uh, the balls, too, were completely different in those days. So certainly, they were, I thought they were a lot heavier, and when you had a ball, you had to have a, a bladder in it, and it laced up, and <laughs> that was quite uh, a common thought pass it lace away when you're hitting it please I don't want to head the lace <laughs> but the balls were certainly heavier and harder to kick out as, as far as they do now
0: mm-hmm. uh, excuse my ignorance but did you have gloves goalkeeping gloves my, no
1: I, I, I think uh, the gloves didn't seem to come on the scene until oh, years after I was playing um, we used to be just have the bare hands for most of the time. Occasionally if it rained, you might put a pair of woolen gloves on, but there was nothing like the professional gloves they've got today.
0: Do you think gloves make much of a difference to goalkeeping?
1: Yes, I'm sure they do. I, mean, I must make it easier to grip the ball. Not that I've ever played with those gloves. I've always used to use my hands, and that's uh, how it was in those days.
0: With older footballs um, and obviously not being able to wear gloves, did you injure your hands a lot?
1: Oh, I, I got a broken thumb and a broken finger, but that
0: was about all. I didn't uh, have any trouble. Uh-huh. Were they from catching a ball or another injury? One,
1: attempting to catch the ball, that was when I was at school uh, at Rongetai College. Um, the ball hit me on the end of my middle finger and broke it. The other one, the thumb, broke, and that was later being uh, jumping for the ball and someone running in behind and coming under me and lifting me and I go over their shoulder and I put my hand round the back to protect my fall and uh, broke my thumb. Mm-hmm. But I also got concussions didn't know I'd done that until half time when I went off and I said I've come to. But anyway, that was something
0: else. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, concussion's quite a common thing, especially with older, heavier footballs.
1: Yeah, I... I Think about that recently. Uh, I had a concussion at least uh, four times three playing football, one uh, another four completely different. But uh, mm-hmm. I played against New Caledonia in Christchurch. I got kicked in the head, and uh, I remember coming to and they said to the referee, someone was standing around, they said, Ask me the time. I told them the time, but that's the only thing I remember of the game telling the referee the time. Oh, but wow. it you played the game, but it didn't even know you'd done it. That was quite
0: something. Mm-hmm. Do you know what kind of effects concussions have? No, I I know they're a
1: lot more careful these days. they are sent off for tests and that, but I, it was never done in my day.
0: would newer balls be easier to play with?
1: Um, I, I notice they swerve a lot more than what our balls used to. Um, uh-huh. moving the air perhaps uh, may be a bit more difficult but I think I'd have much preferred playing with the present ball than the old one
0: mm-hmm. uh, did you get sponsors you mentioned when Adidas came in they brought in better technology for boots but were there sponsors for players?
1: <laughs> when we were doing the New Zealand tour we we got to Germany and Adidas a representative came to our hotel and supplied each of the team with a pair of boots. So that was uh, the only kind of sponsorship I could <laughs> say I ever had. The difference, though, when I went to England and tried professional football, when I signed up there, that was a shock. I took all my own training gear and get with me. And uh, when I got there, they supplied everything, you name it. Even gave you money to buy the boots, uh, running shoes, track, whatever, and, uh, flip as they call them over there, like sand shoes, and uh, all your gear. It was just incredible. Totally different to what I'd been used to.
0: Mm -hmm. Other than the the equipment side of things, how did playing in England compare with New Zealand?
1: Well, it was a full professional game there. I mean, you signed on, you you trained every day pretty well, and uh, it was... um, during the daytime, not evening training as you would have done here with working a job and that. But, uh, yes, it was a a total uh, different experience to playing amateur football, that's for sure.
0: Was the level of play a lot higher?
1: Yes, I think because of the the training and that that you did, uh, everyone was a bit faster, the game was a lot faster.
0: Thank you for listening. In the next episode, I'll talk to Peter about his experiences playing overseas in Europe, the US and Asia.